knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Answer Report podcast. This is episode number 45 in a long string of Answer Report podcasts. I'm your host, Michael, or Mike if you're nasty. With me is my brother, Jason. Hello, Jason. Jace, if you're nasty. You don't get a... No, that's like the whole hot rod, I no, like to party I like thing. to party. No, I'm the only one that gets nasty. I like to party. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway... <laughs> If you got that reference, we like you. If you don't, watch Hot Rod. It's a good movie. Good movie. Jason, I'm excited today. Why? For a number of reasons, personal and professional. Mm. We just booked our mm. tickets on the Coheed and Cambria cruise, the oh! SS Neverender. That's in October. Uh, my my mind is happy, but my wallet is not. Yeah. But that's exciting. Me, you, and Tara are going on that. Uh, we Hell got some yeah. Kingdom Hearts news Hell yeah. to talk about this week. We've got... The Sleeping Realm Theory oh to talk about. Oh, my. We've oh got my God. a winner to announce for our month question. Question of the <laughs> month. Dun, 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 dun. The winner, we are going to announce later in the show, we'll receive the Marluxia statue as provided to us by Blue Kingdom Customs. If you want something 3D printed, like a statue or something balling like that, uh, just hit up Blue Kingdom Customs. He's, he's the man. He's in our Discord. He's a wild card. He's crazy. He's he's unhinged, he's, as I've said multiple no, times. I don't think you understand. He's fucking crazy. If you don't crazy. believe it, go watch <laughs> the last bonus or listen to the last bonus episode. Speaking of Blue Kingdom, we have the return of the Ansem Report, the secret Ansem Report report. Secret Ansem Report report. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we didn't have it last week. Yeah. Because we did our little KH1 retrospective with our special guests. Thank you again for Tara, to Tara and the Master Masters Addison for joining us. I kind of messed up the audio on the Master Masters. That won't happen again. Yeah. Next time. But, you know, you know that fits with the Master right. Masters. Yeah, it does. You know, well, also, like, some people, like, knew, dude. Somehow. Some, somehow they bugged our studio. And they knew the Master Masters was going to be here? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If I tell people there's a special guest, I feel like... It's either him or Blue Kingdom, you know? Yeah, so. yeah I guess. But well, we're going to keep trying to have more guests on because I think that's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, when we get other people's perspectives on things. And you, uh, when you and Blue did the podcast, I thought that was fun. It was as, fun. As, it as was someone who got to listen for once instead of be a part of. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. It was like, what, what did he say? <laughs> I mean, we talked about the chalkered or something. It was chalkered, and we were like, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about that. I was last absolutely chalkered. You were chalkered, dude. You're <laughs> you're chalker blocked. I was not good. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's I was a little thing tired. Yeah. Knockered? Yeah. You think Blue Kingdom, uh I let was, us know in the knockered. Discord if you if knockered is a thing people say where you're from. Uh, <laughs> so we have a action packed show to get to. We also have our question of the week. Oh my god. Question of the week. <laughs> so the way we're going to format the show this week is again a little different. We are going to do uh the typical the normal stuff we usually do at the right. front half. And then the second half is going to be the sleeping realm theory. Sleeping realm. Because I did see some stuff where people were like, "Hey, I probably will skip this episode cuz it's sleeping realm theory." 
But then I also saw people say, I love the Sleeping Realm Theory. That's what got me into the show in the first place. Mm. So now we'll give, we're giving you the choice. If yeah. you listen to the first half, that's fine. If you just listen to the second half, that's fine. You should listen to the whole thing if you're really a true fan. Please, God, listen but to the whole not, thing. But if you're not uh, listening to the whole thing, then uh, you might you just might not get a Christmas present from me. That's fine. Anyway. That's fine. So we have uh, an email, Jason. We don't often get emails around here at the Answer Report podcast. Dude. But when we do. We have like a siren that goes off every time. Every time I think I'm getting bombed. (laughs) That was a siren. I was like, I'm going to die. We're getting bombed. And then Mike's like, we got an email. And I go, thank God. (sighs) He thought the Ruskies were coming for us. (laughs) That's what they'd say back in the day, you know. (laughs) Now we're friends with Russia, I think. I don't really know. (laughs) Anyway. Josh, I'm not going to say his last name because, you know, that's... Doxing. I want to be respectful of Doxing. Josh. Josh Doxon, the wide receiver for the... I accidentally just doxed him. Oh, you doxed him, Josh Doxon. I feel like that's like some rapper is... I'm going to dox him. His name is Josh Doxon. <laughs> walking down the street, walking his Who's dog, it? it's a Doxon. <laughs> <laughs> Someone coming after him? Like, what? I don't know, dude. I feel like that's a rhyme, okay? Anyway, it was Josh. Straight fire. Josh says, new fan is the subject title. Welcome. Hey, guys. Just started listening about a week ago and love the cast. Only up to episode 31 right now, which is my favorite number. So th- that's serendipitous. Dude, holy shit. That is your number. But you guys are by far the best KH podcast I've heard. Oh, oh. oh my oh, God. Josh, thank you. Just finished a replay of Kingdom Hearts 3 and was thinking about when Yen Sid shows up like a boss. <laughs> How much cooler would it have been if Merlin showed up with him and yeah. they back-to-back fired off Zeta spells and Ultima and Yen Sid pulls up the barrier while Merlin keeps kicking ass? Like they try to outdo each other. That'd be dope as fuck. That would be sick, dude. That'd be like the Avengers yeah, scene. Yeah, it would have been. Right. And you could have like, literally put that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and he's like, bippity boppity boo and shit. Dude, get the get the fairy godmother in there, too, you know? And the, the three fairies. I feel like that's probably in the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> Release the Nomura Cut. <laughs> Release the Nomura Cut, Square Enix, you cowards. <laughs> anyway, Josh goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought maybe a weekly question could be, what is a small detail in a cutscene that you would tweak to make it better? Mm. No plot changes or rewrites, just visual changes. Mm. Once I catch up, I'll start answering your weekly questions. Thanks for the awesome podcast, guys. Looking forward to play Remind and hearing what you guys think. Dude, thank you, Josh. Damn. I, that was a good-ass email. It was a good-ass email because that's a great idea. Like, I just pictured them, like, dropping down. Like, maybe Yen Sid drops down the same way. And then something's about to attack Yen Sid, and then it gets zapped, and then there's yeah. Merlin. You thought you could show up without me? He gets you turned know? into, like, a, a, a table. <laughs> like right. the, the, the heartless... <laughs> Yeah, he gets turned into a table <laughs> and floats around. <laughs> it turns into, like... Against it's like, huh? And it's like, you thought you could show up without me? You know? <laughs> that would be dope. Get all the get all the Disney wizards in there. Right. And, like... The she, fairy godmother comes Ru- in. Uh, Rusefi comes in, the cat. <laughs> Rusefi coked out of his Rusefi. mind. Rusefi. The, the oh, no, that's that's Jack. Yeah, Jack. I just say Rusefi because yeah, that's, that's that what makes he says. me laugh. Yeah, get all the like. See, and I think they the there's like a, a a missed opportunity with um 
Kingdom Hearts in general, where the and I've talked about this before, where the Disney characters just stay in their worlds. Unless they're a summon, yeah. Yeah, like how dope would it be if they did the Avengers thing, but it's like right. you know, and I think this was I think that's an idea uh Sir Skyward Wing had in his rewriting cage three yeah. video. I think he did that. And I don't want it exactly like the Avengers scene, but like at least like have Hercules show up, dude. Like Hercules has been yeah. our boy. You True. know, I, I understand if like Flynn Rider, Eugene doesn't show up. Yeah, it's like, how would he get w- there? Walking on a barrel. But you're telling me Hercules couldn't come flying in with Zeus on Pegasus, dude? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Maybe you let Hades show up. Hades like, ah, I guess I'm here for the ride or whatever. Yeah, you know? right, right. Come on. That would be dope. So thank you, Josh, for that email. We always love getting emails. Remember, you can email, email us at answerreportpodcast at gmail.com, just like Josh did. If you want us to read your email on air, we don't get a lot of emails. So, right. uh, it's pretty much in the bag if you email us, unless you, like, <laughs> send me some, like, Naruto shit or something. <laughs> Sorry, Corinne. Uh, <laughs> well, then he had the other question. Yeah, so I think what we're going to do is we are going to do that as our question of the week this week. Ooh. So we'll get to that in a minute. Well, thank you, Josh. Another quick shout-out I wanted to do is we have some uh, community members who are very important to us, one yes. being the box. Mm. Uh, first of all, the box did some work for me. Yes. And if you'll notice, this podcast has a whole brand new look, a rebranding, if you will. And the box is responsible for that art, the the art of Ansem looking like a fucking baller An with the podcast fucking, mic. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. So if you want the box, uh, if you want some good art done, commission the box. Oh, yeah. She knows what she's doing. Like, like normally, like, I feel uh, when it comes to those things... Where, you know, you get, there's a process. You go through, and there's a bunch of different versions of it. Right. And every version was so good, dude. Yeah, she nailed it from the, like, I don't think I could have described it to her better. Right. And she just nailed it. Like, or no, I mean, I don't think I could have been less descriptive about what I wanted, but she nailed it. Like, okay, it, okay. It, like, it was just exactly what I saw in my head, yeah. you know, but better, right? honestly. Um, just every single every single draft looked so good. Yeah, it was so awesome. So if you need some good art done, the box is where the it's box at. will be like, yeah, it's not completely done, but here's a sneak peek. And I'm like, God damn, that's not done yet. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. I was like, she sent me the first like mock-ups and stuff. And I was like, I'm just gonna kind of trace this out and put it up on the <laughs> thumbnail. If that's okay. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Uh, we did that with all of them. No, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> but we're we're the box is gonna be doing some more art for us in the future. I've told her that. So. Dope. We just wanted to start with getting like, because like the thumbnail and like the background to like the podcast on YouTube and stuff is just stuff I kind of did quickly to like, I don't know if I would have done much better if I wasn't moving quickly. Like I was obviously like inspired when I did it. Right, right. But I just used like art from the game. I didn't like draw my own because I'm not not that talented. I wish I was half as talented as the box was because for real, that would be then I wouldn't have to pay the box. (laughs) uh, (laughs) And I'd have a half as good thing for, <laughs> for free. <laughs> wow. But <laughs> I'm not. So here we are. But yeah, but, everybody but also drop some love for the box. It drop some love dope. for the box and always pay people for their stuff. Oh, yeah. Don't be that asshole no, that's no, no, like, no. oh, you'll get exposure if you make this for me. No, that's fucking Fuck bullshit. That. Fuck that. Like, unless, even if you're like a famous person, like, don't do that. Yeah. Even if it will get them exposure, how about you pay them and let them get exposure? That sounds awesome. Right. I mean, if you're in the position to do it, yeah. Right. 
But even if you're if you're not in a position to pay for some art, then don't commission it. Right, right, right. Don't right, go right, to right, someone right. and don't even ask. No, no, no. Don't no, even no, no. ask. Don't even ask. Don't even. Don't even go. Hey, can you do this for me for free? It'd be some exposure. Or like, don't get mad if like they say, hey, it costs this much. Right. It's okay to say, hey, I don't want to pay that much. But it's not okay to be like, why? Why are you charging that much? Or like, I've seen that shit, and it's like people are so fucked. Just begging choosers, dude. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so another box shout out. Um, I wanted to make real quick. Uh, the box and Kokagro, two of our favorite Discord members. Uh, which they're all favorite Discord. Everybody's members. a favorite. Everybody's to be a honest. favorite. If we're being honest, if anybody did something cool, I'd want to point it out. But they did a discussion on YouTube, and there it looks like it's going to be a series. And I, I watched. I didn't watch all of it yet. I'm I'm about three quarters through, and I had to stop. Mm. I had to go to bed. But they're discussing the Union Cross movie back cover. Union Cross. Um, and it's pretty interesting. Back cover. They shout out Michael Mouse at one point, and I liked that. <laughs> what if I go to listen to it, and it's just the exact same thing as our show? Like they do they, they do the exact like they say the. I mean, it's we actually say. similar because they just kind of have a discussion about it, <laughs> but it's not the same. Like they don't yeah. do what's the question of the day. Like they don't. <laughs> that would be so funny. They're not doing that, but they uh, basically they're gonna. Do, I think they're doing seven parts, and they're basically um, it's called case by case. So mm, they're taking each case like from that. the movie. I like that. And like okay, so. The first one they talked about, uh, Ira. And there's a lot of like interesting like unicorn mythology with Ira, mm. which is pretty cool. And how like, you know, we see unicorns as like fluffy, like, oh, it's a cute thing. No, but, but like evil. the original legend of unicorns is pretty like sinister and right. evil and right. they're they're like terrifying beasts, you know. So um anyway, that check that out if you if you'd like to. Uh there, there'll be a link in the description, and it's also on the Discord. They posted a link to it, and uh, we just, we just love those people, and we yeah. love, you know, when people, uh, anybody in the community, if you make something creative, I want to know about it. You know, it, yeah, I've, I've seen some like rumblings of other people doing podcasts and stuff, and I, I, if you're doing a podcast, I want to know about it. Right, right. Shoot, shoot me the link. Send it to us. Send it to us. Moving on, Jason. We have Kingdom Hearts news. That's what everybody's here what for. What the fuck? It's kind of news. What it's, the fuck? It's news. So it's this, news that there is news. Yes. So this past <laughs> Saturday at the orchestra in Osaka, believe it or not. Some people are triggered. Some people are triggered. Yeah, 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 yeah. They revealed some things about the Remind DLC. Oh, what have you done? <laughs> he highlighted like the entire page. Shut up. <laughs> so Remind has do that? Remind has some different features that we weren't aware of, Jason. Oh my god. It has What's called the fast pass Hold on. and black code modes. Okay. What? what? So basically, they're difficulty adjustments. The fast pass. So fast pass. Is that like easy mode? Yeah. Literally? Basically, so fast pass is something you get at Disney World, right? And right. So they named it after that. But basically, you can like cause Grand Magic and um, the like ride attractions or attraction flow to uh -huh. like show up more frequently if you want. Or huh. you can make enemies a one hit kill. So it's like for people that want to like get through the story and you know, which Kingdom Hearts isn't a hard game by any means, no. but it sounds like it makes it even faster. Anyway, the black code allows you to turn off cure. And so there's other ways to heal in the game, but that makes it that much more difficult to get through the game, mm. you know. Um and that's interesting to me. Yeah. Uh so those are gonna be part of Remind. Get ready for all those like you know, there's all those videos where it's like, Can you beat Pokemon without using a Pokemon Center? Or like, can you you can you beat Pokemon? With only 
level one Pokemon. Can you beat Pokemon with only a Magikarp? Can you beat Pokemon without using a single Pokemon? The answer to that one's no. Mm. Uh, yes, here, yes, you can. Here's Pokemon I'm Yellow. This, I'm getting, I'm getting this. I'm taking my mic off the stand. I'm getting wild. <laughs> Holy so shit. I'm, ta- I'm taking this from uh, K- kh13.com, and there's a quote from Twitter user Mel underscore Lefourious three. Here's the quote. Fast pass mode and black code allow you to change difficulty settings. There were too many potential settings went by so fast, but fast pass mode lets you essentially one shot kill enemies and had at least seven attractions slash spells stacked up above the combat menu. So it's just like crack mode. Right. Black mode or black code. I, I don't like the term black mode. Uh, let you it's tweak crack mode and black mode. <laughs> let you tweak difficulty to extra hard, including choosing how much health you have. The example battle was Marshmallow and Frozen World. The demo player had to constantly block his swiping attacks and had no way to heal. They used a Koopo coin, though. Bastards. Filthy, filthy casual. Bastards. Also, <laughs> also, photo mode. But you're like, wait a minute, Mike, we already have photo mode. This is a new photo mode. Like it pauses the game? It allows you to choose a location to pose the game's characters and enemies in, as well as customize your images with props and background and the effects. enemies? In the video shown at the orchestra, it was shown that this mode can be used to recreate scenes from past games using Kingdom Hearts 3 graphics. For example, the video showed the scene of Axel confronting Shion in Twilight Town from 358 over two days. Oh, my God. So it's like it's not an in-game photo mode. It's like a... Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, it's like a diorama builder. Right, right, right. And then slideshow mode allows you to create slideshows with the images you've taken. Okay. Okay. The other announcement from is the there is there like a uh, amount of photos like can, can I take more than like five photos? We do not have details at this time. Mm. The other mm. interesting fact from the <laughs> you can create this crazy diorama and take like five photos. Of I, it. I think it'll probably be a little more. I think we can make some <laughs> dope uh, AMVs with it, dude. <laughs> I just use my capture card to take the slideshow and yeah. then I throw like. Uh, Nikki FM by Hawthorne Heights on there, <laughs> and then I, I'm good. I'm outside of your window with my radio. <laughs> anyway, finally, the most important news to me is that uh, the no, uh, they announced. Hello? Sorry, I had my Hello? brain just farted. Hello? Super hard. They announced that there will be a trailer. Oh my. Released this month, December. <gasps> it was next month when they talked about it, but this month, Dude, December. I've been wanting to talk about trailers for like a whole year. For Remind. <laughs> and it will have, from what I understand, it will have the release date. Oh, my God. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's a trailer that released, like there was confusion. It's a trailer that releases with the DLC. It's like, no, 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 that's not what it is. Mm. It, so it looks, the release date. I'm guessing we're getting January. Yeah. I'm guessing that trailer, it could be at the Game Awards next week. That'd be dope. At the same time, they announced Sora for Smash. That would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. So yeah, uh, what do you think about these modes, Jason? Um, I will never use them. <laughs> I mean, you, maybe the the uh, the the diorama thing. That's cool. Photo mode. Oh, okay. That might be cool. Mess around. Wait, so you're not gonna try to beat the game with no cure? No, probably on, not. On <laughs> critical? Probably not. Mm, There's okay. too many enemies in in Cage Three where it triggers me. Yeah. It's That's like true. it's like there's a lot of those uh those cars from KH2. Right. I wonder if you can like 
turn it off and on. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like, yeah, I might want to use, like, that mode, but not when I'm, like, fighting, like, the fucking big-ass toys and toy box. You know what I mean? Like, those are my trigger. Like, I don't want to not be able to heal against those. But I might not. I want I want to do all the bosses without healing. That would but be cool. But haven't you learned from speedrunning you can just, like, annihilate those guys with magic? Well, not in, not in like, crit. I guess that's true. Or you get in the you get in the robo suit then. What? You robo suit them. The big dragon boys you're talking about? In yeah, yeah, box? yeah. But like I still I, well like I I don't want to do that shit. You know what I mean? Okay, like, fair fuck, enough. Fuck fair those enough. guys. <laughs> anyway, so we're looking but forward if I can turn it on and off. Like okay, hey, I'm doing a boss battle. That seems pointless though, cuz then why don't you why would you even have cure off if you can just turn it back on? Not in the middle of the boss battle. So you're saying before, when you're not in a fight. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it'll be like. They didn't really give a lot of detail on what the modifiers will be like. I'm guessing it's not how you describe it, but... Probably not. We'll see. We'll see when Remind comes out, probably next month sometime. So the Game Awards is next week Thursday, so the day before our next podcast. Oh, god dang it. So if something wild happens, we'll have to... Record like an extra part, yeah, probably, and, and add it on. We'll be ready for that. Yeah, I, what's going to happen is we're going to do that, and then it's going to be like, oh, it's uh, uh, Waddle D for Smash, and uh, there's no Kingdom Hearts news at all, and we waited <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Let's do the question of the week. Hell yeah, this week, and our question of the week was, if you could make any song the kingdom hearts opening for the next kingdom hearts game what song would you pick and we didn't get a whole lot of answers on this one it's kind of hard i don't know if you guys hate us now or what but we didn't get a whole lot of answers on this but that's okay because we're gonna run through them right now and i'm gonna give you my answer which is the best answer of all time tyler tyler says as an avid jojo fan i want to slap some jojo music in for the next kingdom hearts game jojo is another good series where i enjoy the instrumental tracks as much as the voiced ones JoJo is pretty upfront about its love of musical references when you have stands named Notorious B.I.G. and Kiss and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Wham! and Aerosmith. I think you get my point. And the ending themes of the anime are songs that author and artist Araki 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 was listening to when he wrote the original manga, like Freaking You by Jodeci and Roundabout by Yes, the infamous to-be-continued meme. So Mm. all in all, I want to see Utada Hukaru slap some lyrics to Giorno's theme which is a word in Italian that I can't read because, or maybe it's not Italian. What's that other language people, they use in Final Fantasy all the time? Latin. Latin, thank you. Because that song is just too good. Just a masterful mix of instruments that really amp up over time. Never not seen someone get hyped to it, especially when that piano kicks in. Just make KH into JoJo. It's about the same level of wackiness. All right, let's, let's, let's take a listen to what he's talking about here. Oh, yeah, I know this. You know this jam? It's from memes. Well, it's from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but it's also in memes, right? It's, it's from memes. I like it. 
I like it. I'm into it. Definitely a good intro. Definitely a good intro song. Thank you, Tyler Tyler Rims. Skittles for Hannah. It's not Kingdom Hearts without Utada Hikaru, but if I had to choose, I'd say Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Hmm. When I hear it, I think about being in source perspective with the timeline getting screwed with and the aftermath. It's not a complete fit, but I think it works well enough, and it's a bit slow for a theme. But put Skrillex on the project, and I think it's a bop. <laughs> Just slap Skrillex on there. All, I would also accept anything by Mike's band, which, okay, I have to clarify here. <laughs> I don't actually have a band. Uh, that was like a joke I made to Tara, and I guess I thought, I thought people understood it was a joke, mm. but a couple people referenced my band. Um, my I band d- by D12. No, they reference <laughs> Mike's band. And so I don't actually have a band. I wish I had a band. That would be cool. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll have a band and we'll be called um, Axel and the Got It Memorized. Mm, I don't know about that you one. You don't like that one? Okay. Uh, Roxas and the Sea Salt Ice Cream. Dude, it's, you're, 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 it's called Come Guardian. That's what it's called. But C U M? Yeah. <laughs> Come Guardian. No, it's called Dog Street. Mm, okay. Dog okay. Street's my post-hardcore warp Tour band <laughs> that I play in. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see Dog Street's playing at 2 o'clock in the the van's uh, kick em up tent? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We are Dog Street. And people are like, what does Dog Street mean? And I go, I don't fucking know. You you start off like one of the songs. You say, what the fuck is Dog Street? Yeah. Like, That's the name of one of the songs. It's kind of like uh, uh, in um, Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Where the drummer like yells some random shit. And then, one, two, three, four. Yeah. No, uh, we also have a song called uh, No Pretzels for uh, Pence. Okay. That's a good one. That's a, that's that's one of the that's one of the big tracks in our that, that our fans really are into. No pretzels <laughs> for pence. And then um uh, my favorite personal song that we've written is called Hainer Gets Bodied by the Guardian. <laughs> that's my favorite my favorite song. Well it's it's Hainer Gets Bodied and then in parentheses by yeah, the Guardian. Well, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. Sometimes I call it by the Guardian. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. It's a bag-wielding cheers, he says. As a big fan of Mike's band, it would be a sin not to have their cover of Ohio is for Lovers in the next cage game. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, that is one of our big hits as well, is our cover, our cover of Hawthorne Heights, Ohio is for Lovers, which, no offense to anybody from Ohio, but could they have picked a worse state to write a song about? Like Utah. No, because at least Utah has like the Salt Lake and Mormons. Mm, okay. What does Ohio have? Lovers? I don't think so. They like Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Michigan City. I don't even know. We if have that's a cool. Michigan City too. Yeah. I guess not that cool then. Yeah. No, that's Indiana that has Michigan City, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was Ohio. I get it. They're both really boring states. It's yeah, okay that's to true. get confused. Indiana. Indiana's up there. I think Ohio's Contender. worse because at least Indiana is like long. <laughs> Ohio. It has a long quality to it. Yeah, Ohio's it like sucks to drive. Well, Ohio through. has like it sucks Toledo to and like uh and then you say holy Toledo. They have um It's a holy city. There's another city that sucks and it smells like shit. Uh you always have to drive through it, and I don't remember the name of it. Mm. When you're going to Chicago, you always have to drive through it. And also they have Cincinnati, which I do like calling mm. it Cincinnati. Mm. Like, why does Ohio get two professional football teams? I don't understand. What's the deal with Ohio? That is true. What the fuck? What's the deal with Ohio? <laughs> is my heart in Ohio? Yeah. Possibly. 
<laughs> I can't make it on my own. You didn't do it. You're supposed to do the backing vocal, Jason. You're kicked out of dog you're street. The, you're the only one who can do it. I can't do both vocals. Yeah, you can. If I record it. <laughs> Am I going to add on a, a vocal? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, we are going nuts today. Uh, Sean 2.0 says, I'm selfish, so I want the Star Wars theme to be the opening song of the next cage just because I'm probably not going to get it in front of a movie or a game again after The Rise of Skywalker. What? <laughs> well, a lot of people, because Han's, the Han Solo movie didn't do very well, yeah, and then they had all that backlash with The Last Jedi, yeah. a lot of people are saying once they They're make... They're still pissed about... Everything. Once they make the rise of Skywalker, they finish that trilogy, and there's pro- they're probably just going to stick to TV shows, mm. is what people are hypothesizing. I don't so, know. I think they're going to renew it eventually. Well, think about how well people have received the Man Mandalorian versus I almost said the Mandarin, the Mandalorian <laughs> versus like Last Jedi. You know, I think I think Star Wars works better as a TV show. People love Clone Wars and. Well, yeah, that, that's a whole topic to get into. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that on our side podcast. Anyway, his real answer, my real answer, though, is that this is really hard because I'd prefer a new Utada song over anything else. But if I had to choose one, it'd be What I've Done by Linkin Park. Just <laughs> playing over the events of the Xehanort saga and ending with Sora going off to save Kyrie and set things right. Hell yeah, I'm into that. I want one where it's, it's fucking What I've Done and then it crosses into a new divide. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't even know. Especially if they didn't include like the one cool part of new divide where it's like <laughs> the one time that Linkin Park actually uses their DJ. Yeah. True. Rest in peace, Chester. Shadow of the days of Bop. So yeah, I I, I think what I've done is AMV hold quality. Up, hold up, hold up. What? <laughs> I was so distracted by you like eating the mic. What the fuck? <laughs> you said like a oh, like oh. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I was trying to distract you. No, dude, you. you do Shadow of the Day on top of Axel and Roxas all sitting up there eating their ice cream. Okay, because the sun sets for you, but I, it sets red. <laughs> and the sun sets red for you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know why the sun sets red? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have. Dude, that. you're giving them all my great AMV you ideas away for the contest. And then at one point, you just have it where it's like really low in the mix, and then you have the like the audio line yeah. go over top. Do you want to know why the sun sets red? <laughs> the back it's yeah, because it has that part where it's like yeah, and the bass comes in. That song's really good. It is. That's like. If I'm Chester ben- Benning- Benning- Bennington, yeah. Bennington yeah. in heaven, I'm looking down and I'm like, Chad of the day was, yeah. that's my greatest work. If I'm him. Right. I'm not him. He probably likes somewhere I belong or crawling better or something. Mm. But Shadow of the day, that's what gets me. That gets me too. I listened to that song a lot when he died because I, I th- this is another tangent, but like I really, uh, I, I like to make fun of Linkin Park a lot. I still mm. do. But I think they're a much more important band to me and to like people my age and your age than we admit. Yeah. Because it's fun to, oh, they make the same song. And, you know, it's fun to like make fun of them. But yeah. like, there's a lot of bands like I, that. I was pretty sad when he died. Yeah, me too. You know? Anyway. Well, and then there was the cover that came out too, the like acoustic cover. 
Oh, well, I mean, Brent from I the Mighty just did it on Instagram. It wasn't a full cover. He just like sang the f- couple. Right, right. Like the the right, the yeah. But that's still like it gets you in your fucking field. Yeah, oh, it got me. It got me. It got me. Rest in peace, Chester. Yeah, thank you for thank all you of for your all AMV you songs. But I'm still mad at Lincoln Park that they let that guy on stage wearing giant headphones. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Sean's says Tears in Heaven, Eric Clapton. This mm. song, but sung by Utada in her style. Probably would be a good closing song. Or Utada remix of If Today Was Your Last Day by Nickelback. As okay. either an opening or closing, depending on the time. Okay, yeah, can we, all, can we all agree that all these songs are sung by Utada? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about the JoJo song. No, no, no. That, that's Utada. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Because the, the vocals aren't super like in the mix. You know yeah, I, mean? I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, Utada has to do the theme, right? Yeah. I. When Utada dies, is there no more Kingdom Hearts? There's no Kyrie, that's for sure. Yeah? Because her hairstyle is, yep. is modeled after what, or what Well, what Kyrie's Utada's already is. dead, so. Yeah. Spoiler. Dude, wait, hold up. <laughs> if Utada dies, we know who fucking did it. It was Nomura. <laughs> I have to make the story real. <laughs> Some fucking Claudio Sanchez bullshit there. Anyway, that was all the answers for the question of the week. Jason, do you have an answer to this question? I just wanted to think of the most egregious song possible. <laughs> Mine's All Star Mine by Smash Mouth. We all love our pets by Taking Back Dude, Sunday. Dude, we all love our pets is a jam. <laughs> if you don't know what it that just is. It makes no sense as open. No, it doesn't. If you don't know what We All Love Our Pets is, Taking Back Sunday, we're on... Uh, Yo Gabba, Yo Gabba Gabba Gabba, and they did a song called "We All Love Our Pets," and it's and it's actually a bop. It's a bop. It sounds like a Taking Back Sunday song, and it's so wholesome. It is, like the music video. Yeah, it warms your heart. Check it out if, if you like pets and Taking Back Sunday or both, and Yo Gabba Gabba. Mm. And I've watched other bands do Yo Gabba Gabba appearances, and none of them are as good. Like Weezer, no, wasn't good. Mm. Uh. Other bands? No, not as good. Taking mm. Back Sunday on Yo Gabba Gabba. Check it out. Anyway. Do you have an answer? Yeah. Uh, we All Love Our Pets. By t- no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, my answer is Sticker Brush Symphony from <laughs> Donkey Kong Country <laughs> <Okay>. 2. <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, I want to say Ohio is for lovers, but I feel like that's a meme now and I can't yeah. say it. I got to come up with a new meme. Dude, honestly, I could see a world, if if this is like an intense opening uh-huh. we're in keeping secrets of silent earth 3 <laughs> in keeping secrets of silent earth 3 by coed and cambria can open anything i don't care what it is as long as it's intense yeah and that song could you just like and it's like slowly panning up on like the keyblade graveyard and mm. shit dude come on that would be dope i could see that terranort like rex ventus you know right it's it's just like flashbacks from the other. Games. I'd wanna, like, I'd wanna know what the like, after the battle versions would be. You know what I mean? Or like the reprise? Cause you know, like, like in Keeping Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like in in Kingdom Hearts, they always do that. Right. I think you could actually. Um, there is a Coheed and Cambria orchestra album. Like there's oh this, yeah, I've listened to that. Yeah, the a bunch uh, it's actually. A six, I haven't six listened string to it in a long orchestra, time. Or six string yeah. orchestra, I think they're called. Yeah, and it was like around the time of that album, and so they do a lot of songs from that album, right? Including Keep It Secret. I forgot about that. I used to listen to that all the yeah. time. Yeah, and then what that band or what that group does really well 
is they do like a an original song that sounds like the band they did for that album because they mm. what they do is they like go okay we're gonna do a Queen Cambria one, and then at the end is a song and they name it similar to what it is and. So like you would be like, oh, what's this Coheed and Cambria right, song? Right, if you didn't know, you'd be like, this is another Coheed and Cambria song, but it's their own original composition based on how like they write songs. And there's a Taking Back Sunday one, too. Oh, snap. And the Taking Back Sunday one, the original song, fucking rips, dude. <laughs> I was like, I wish this was a Taking Back Sunday song. It rips. Damn. We'll have to listen to it after this, because it's really good. But anyway, man, we've been talking about a lot of music today, because it was a music question. It is. So... Uh, I think part of the reason we didn't have as many answers to is because we did two music questions in a row. That's true. So next week we're going to go with... Um, well, and it's also like music is so like directly tied to how people feel about Kingdom Hearts that it's like, oh, fuck that. Like I just want Utada. You know? Right, and that's true. That's true. It was a good suggestion by uh, Master Vodka, but yeah, uh, she failed. And we're going to <laughs> take it on. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We we love you, Hallelujah. Don't get mad at me. Um. We're going to go with Josh's suggestion this week. Not necessarily a plot change, but if there's something you could change, a cutscene tweak to make it better. Right. What would you do? Mm. Like, for example, Merlin dropping down with Yen Sid and them doing some fucking bad... A- like, um, I I picture the scene <laughs> in Iron Man 2 okay. when Iron Man and War Machine are in that like Japanese yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah, everything, every scene I think of is like an Avengers movie, apparently. I just, I just want it to be like that edit of, I don't know what his name is, from um, Mortal Kombat, and he like, he looks like he like throws up like fucking gang signs, and then like that giant like, uh, <laughs> like a symbol comes out and like destroys them. I showed you like the meme version of it, and the, there's like the music over top of it, it's like the... <laughs> Is it, it Quan Chi? I, I don't know. He, is he, he bald? and Does he look like Kratos? Uh, I think he had like a helmet on. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about then. I, I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so that the question of the week next week is make a change to a cutscene of any Kingdom Hearts game. Not necessarily story change, but like just something little that would change and like really add a different feel to it, like this whole Merlin thing. The Merlin thing might be the best example. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I'm excited for, I don't know, we have a lot of creative people in the Discord. We do. And I know people are going to come up with some fire stuff. They're going to come up with some dope-ass shit. Right. Well, I, I, I'm i hoping that a lot French. of it a lot of it would be just, like, adding in, like, they, they could have added in during a cutscene when they're talking about, you know, everyone gets, like, their reunions and shit. Right. There's going to be some heartfelt answers. There's also going to be some meme answers. And I'm excited for those, too. Yeah, I, I think you guys always do a great job of answering things, and we love you. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to reveal the um, question of the month winner. Yes. And we are going to talk about the Sleeping Realm Theory. Ooh, boy. Part four. Get excited. Before we get to that, though, we do have an Audible ad from Hallelujah this week. And this ad... Get your get your napkins ready. Get your get your uh, get your, your handkerchiefs. Get your napkins ready. Yeah. Get your not your jizz napkins, but your regular napkins. Yeah, because this is a tearjerker. This is, is real sad guy hours. Yeah, we're gonna be talking to or not talking. We're gonna be hearing from. Wait, what? Hello. What, what is her name? Hello. I can't think of her name, Jason. Does she even exist? Who exactly? We'll be right back. Roxas, 
I'm out of time. Even if I'm not ready, I have to make this choice. It's too late for me to undo my mistakes, but you can't let Semnas sign up for Audible.com. You can't with access to all those books, all that knowledge, countless titles he wouldn't even have to read because they're narrated for him. It'll be unstoppable. Roxas, you have to stop him before he figures out that he can get a free 30-day trial simply by going to audible.com forward slash answer report. Even Axel's figured it out. You saw his internet history. Hopefully, when you forget me, you'll forget that too. Goodbye, Roxas. See you again. I'm glad I got to meet you. Oh, and of course, Audible too. You're both my best friends. Mostly audible. I can't stress that enough. Roxas. Audible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Answer Report podcast. This is episode number 45. I'm Michael and Jason. And you know this already. I don't know why I do a whole you intro. You are Michael and Jason. I'm Michael and Jason together. We are Mason or Jekyll. We have fused. We have fused together and we are one. Before we get to the Sleeping Realm theory, let's announce our uh, question of the month winner. So what we did is we took all the replies from the question of the month, which the question was, what's one thing you want to see in the next Kingdom Hearts game? Could, could be anything. One thing. Could be fucking anything. And we put everybody into a random number generator. There were 12 entrants. And then I hit the thing three times. And whatever it is on the third time, that is the winner. The winner was number two, Kokagaro of the... Of the Jason Union. You are the winner of the Marluxia statue as made by Blue Kingdom. Congratulations. It couldn't have happened to a better person except me, Jason, or me. I really like that statue and I want to keep it, but I can't. So I entered like 40 times. Can, yeah. Uh, half these Discord users are me and Jason's accounts. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to Gokagro. We will have more contests soon. I actually just received a shipment of a certain Funko Pop. And maybe we're going to be doing a Christmas-style giveaway coming up. Stay tuned to the Answer Report podcast for more details on that. But congr congratulations, and thank you to everybody who participated. Yes, thank you all. Oh, Co's answer was, 
Next KH game, I want to fight Nightmare Cheerthy, and I want him to be as much of a bastard to fight as he is in Union Cross. Give me worse, boy. What an answer. Wow. Nightmare Cheerthy. Who would have thought? Luju. Yeah, apparently it's Luju. They have the same stripes on their head. Moving on, Jason. I don't know why I put my mic back in my holster. Because it's time for the Sleeping Realm Theory Part 4. Oh, boy. Alrighty. So, Mike has read up on this. I have uh, I, I skimmed. You it. skimmed. <laughs> but I don't have anything. So it's like, this will so, be my first part of it. So I'm going to be like, <gasps> oh, my God. Here's the thing. I actually don't know when this was updated. Mm. There's, there's no way I could tell to see when it was updated. It was after our third episode, obviously, that we did on this. So... And that was that was in the teens. We were in the teens when we did that. That's true. So it could have been anywhere from six months ago till now, mm. right? Because we did Sleeping Realm 1 was episode 11. Sleeping uh-huh. Realm 2 was episode 12. Then we did the the ranking of the thir- Organization 13 yeah. for episode 13. And then we did Sleeping Realm 3 after that. That's so long ago, man. I Holy know, cow. dude. It seems like forever ago. But Sleeping Realm is our most viewed and listened to... Uh, episode the the first one and I think the second one is pretty close. Pretty close. Third one's not as good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you remember with the sleeping realm theory, they said some stuff about Kyrie that I we didn't we weren't really into. Yeah, that was the part of the theory we weren't really into. But basically, they talk about how Kyrie um is in a different world line, and that that's why Sora goes to visit her and then disappears. Yeah, and yeah. He goes back to his world line. This changes that. Okay, mm. based on some new facts that we received. So I'm going to I'm going to read for you big addend- addendum or addition. Until this is cleaned up and the doc is overall updated, I'm placing a larger update right here just because it will make the most sense out of the context of everything you just read, which we did not just read. We'll fix it up later, promise. Just take heed that the ending you just read with Kyrie won't quite make as much sense after this new info. We have an answer for that, and we'll add it later. We just got lives and day jobs. You dig. Okay? I do dig. Here we go. I'm reading this word for word for you guys. Have we got a ride for you? Or a train metaphor, if that's what you're into. Mm. So imagine you're riding on a train. The train is set to follow the tracks, right? This train cannot change the tracks, and just like fate, it can only follow what's laid before it. Mm. At the end of these tracks is a broken, rusty death bridge that's hungry for trains. Oh my Your God. train. This track is the first world line, destined for failure from the fated fall to darkness. To circumvent this fate, we need to switch tracks before we hit the bridge. So, we fell off the rusty death bridge once and miraculously got a do-over, timeline one. We are now placed on a kind of dummy timeline, timeline, a do-over, made of dreams, until we hit that fated point. But this time, there's an actual rail switch. Hitting that switch and effectively switching tracks to switching world lines, where we carry on happily off the dummy track and onto completely real, avoiding a terrible train accident track. So that kind of puts the whole theory in perspective, actually. I really like that analogy. Because I think a lot of people had a hard time, like, understanding. But to me, it's like, okay, you're on a train track, you fall off, you die. You get a do-over, but it's a dream until you reach that point again. And at this time, because of um, lingering will... Or what what have you, whatever the difference was, it goes differently. We have that switch. Hmm. Does that make sense? Everybody, everybody following? Okay, everybody cool. follow. It turns out Kingdom Hearts Chi slash Kingdom Hearts Union Cross lays out a little more clearly and less train metaphory than you think. In Kingdom Hearts Craw or Key, sorry, in Kingdom Hearts Key, Ava's mission, her whole running plotline tasked her by the Master of Masters, was to prepare the Dandelions for the new realm they'd be traveling to. 
So it shows some some cutscenes of the Master of Masters telling Ava this. We now know that Ava, what Ava's describing when she outlines this plan to Ephemer is the process of worldline hopping. So there's Ava talking to Ephemer, and um, yeah, the, they say things. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, there's he's he she's just explaining the process to him. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Ava also explains to the Dandelions later that they'll be entering a world like that of a dream. So the idea here is that you live out the timeline up until the point of disaster in a dreamlike world with no memory of the disaster to then connect to a new world line where it never happened. It is after this cutscene that she sends Ephemer off to what she refers to as an unchanged state on another plane, a displaced state outside the world line seated somewhere in sleep dreams. Hmm. Ava tells us Ephemer is within a dream and that his connection through dreams will allow the player to be pulled into this other plane. And finally, that the Dandelions will need to go into a world like a dream to relive their lives after the Keyblade War. So to summarize, worldline hopping entails being sent to a dream version dummy timeline, relive your life, traumatic memory free, up until the tragedy is a do-over. Once you get to the point of the fated tragedy and move past it, it now connects and becomes reality. Now brings us to our next point. So it's kind of explaining how sleeping worlds work. Yeah. Which, it's something I kind of, at first, was like, I don't get why going to a fake version of the world helps. But if it works like the way they're saying it does, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it all, like, the train metaphor would make even more sense if, like, so there's that death bridge, you fall off of it, but then you catch on to one. There's actually, you don't die, you fall onto another one looks exactly the same and starts exactly the same as what happened earlier. Mm, okay. And then when you get to that point, there's like a ramp to go back up to where you were. Got it. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now the next point, world logos. You didn't think we'd be talking about logos again mm. after the whole, the three is shaded in, so mm. that's why it's not really three. <laughs> in Dream Drop Distance, we get an interesting dividing line shown to us most are unaware of. When Riku goes into the world that never was, he first enters Sora's dream version of it. Later, he escapes Sora's dreams and makes it back into reality. What gets missed, or passed off anyway, is that only then does the world logo show up for Riku. It turns out there's an actual really neat and explicit reason for this that Nomura explains in the Famitsu interview. The question is, I want to ask more about the world that never was. Is that, part of, is that world a part of reality, or is also a world asleep? And Nomura answers, when that l- world's logo appears, it indicates the boundary between the dream and reality. When Sora arrives, it's reality and then goes into a world of sleep. Riku arrives in the sleeping world, and as you progress and the world logo appears, that's when it becomes reality. Mm. Interesting. Okay, okay. So Riku even comments on this when making it out of the dream and into reality. And then it, sh- it shows the world logo. Hmm. So why do they even bring this up? Is it ever used in the series again? You bet it is. The first time we arrive at the Keyblade Graveyard, we aren't showing the world logo. Oh, ever. shit. KH3 shows us exactly when we make this switch from dream to reality, and it's right after Sora finally manages to save everyone's hearts. With the faded fall to darkness effectively circumvented, time travel slash power waking effectively making it so it never happened, we've now clicked into the new world line, the new reality. This timeline's a real boy now. Wow. So that's interesting. I didn't. I never noticed that. There's so much real yeah. weird, wonky stuff in KH3 with that, like when they do 2.9, right. Right. or when they, you know. But that makes a lot of sense. And the fact that Nomura commented on it in 2012, right, 
you know, it's not like it's something he said after Cage 3 came out. No. So that's got to mean something. He wouldn't do that on accident. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is making a lot of sense. Right. To boot, who do we know ferries wielders into the new world line? Chirithi. Oh, my God. And then they show Kyrie's hood. With the ears. Kyrie-a-thi. The others are ahead. Come on. And it shows Kyrie grabbing Sora's hand in that weird scene where they're floating through nothing. Yeah. Kyrie 2.0. So this is their next point. Hmm. So speaking of Kyrie, we have a much better idea now where her heart has been this whole time. But first, let's start with Naminé. In the final world, you can talk to stars. These stars are the remainders of people's hearts a step before death. But most importantly, Naminé, that sweet baby angel, is here. Of course, with everyone having fallen in the darkness, you'd expect her to. She was in Kyrie's heart, after all, and says as much. She also explains Kyrie being the reason Sora's form hasn't faded. And these things are ultimately true, but something doesn't quite sit right. It's said that with everyone falling to darkness, Naminé got knocked out of Kyrie, thus ended up here while Kyrie fought to keep Sora together. The problem is, when? When asked about his friends, Chirithi tells Sora that nobody arrived with them. In the original Japanese script, Chirithi is even more specific in that nobody arrived at the same time as you. Implying that, yes, people have arrived, just not, but not just now with Sora. Hmm. So how is Naminé already here? It wasn't from everyone falling in the darkness just now. Nobody arrived with them. The only way she could be here right now is if she'd already been here. If some great darkness has struck them down once before already. Like perhaps in a first timeline? Hmm. <laughs> this next part's called, So Where Is Kyrie San Diego? Would have been a better joke if they said, where in the world is Kyrie San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Just better. The joke's just better <laughs> with that detail. <laughs> just saying. Or like, where in the world line? Where in the world line is Kyrie San Diego? Do you remember that show? <laughs> no. It was like a game show on PBS for kids. Oh, nice. And it, like, I loved it because I've always been a big fan of, like, bad guy rogue galleries okay you know like batman has the penguin and the riddler and the yeah, joker yeah. and spider-man is the uh, dr octopus and venom and yeah. carnage well they carmen san diego had like a bunch of guys that worked for her and on the show it was like a quiz show it was like testing kids like um knowledge okay right and, and like uh, a lot of times geography because mm. it was like carmen san diego is at this place where is she right yeah. that kind of stuff but they'd always have actors dressed as like her like her rogue gallery, like <laughs> deliver clues and stuff. And so I was like, this show's fucking dope, dude. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, it's the guy with like weird goggles and the you know what I mean? Like I, I would I was so into it, dude. Anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the sleeping back to the realm. sleeping realm theory. So far as we could tell, any opportunity we're given to understand where Kyrie's heart is, we had turned up and her heart seemed to have been missing the whole time. And by nominee's words, she will return to Kyrie once Kyrie's recompleted. And if that's the case, with Naminé being in the final world the whole game, Kyrie's heart has been missing just as long. But where, oh, where could it be? Where could her heart be residing? Well, whenever Sora did seem to find mm. her, it was on what seemed to be Destiny Islands at sunset. A sunset a little farther along than the ending of the game with everyone on the beach. What possible place could, other than Destiny Islands at sunset, no less, look like Destiny Islands at sunset? Uh. It's Sora's heart. She is in Sora's heart and has been the entirety of Cage 3. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
how does Lee see Xion when he when I think they're gonna explain this. Let's this 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 this, this, this better be explained or I I'm gonna be gonna triggered. <laughs> so they have two shots here. One from the ending where Kyrie and Sora are sitting on the curved palm tree looking at the sunset. And another one from DDD where Riku is staring at some I don't remember who's sitting here in the sunset. It's obviously less detailed and good looking because it's DDD. Right. Comparing these shots, game engine switch aside, the orange fading into blue sky of night, the position of the sun, the framing of the shot is all the same. Where Kyrie's sitting, not in her usual spot, seems to even parallel Shion, whose death was so similar. An added bonus is that shot in DDD shows clearly how people would have to turn their whole bodies, just like Naminé and Shion did, if they wanted to look at the tree from that point on the beach. Because mm. that was a big part of the sleeping realm theory before, is that whatever everybody's looking at in the ending, it's not, not Sora and Kyrie sitting on the tree. Right. Once again, like in KH1, it sure seems that Kyrie is inside of Sora. Whatever process that necessitates a world line hop, she helped facilitate it and has been keeping Sora's form together from the start. This also strengthens the possibility of her connection to the mysterious, watery, dark side from the beginning of the game, whatever this would imply. Though what this means for the state her body is in throughout the game still remains a mystery. Regardless with this premise in mind, coming, combing back through the game, there are plenty of subtle hints that make a lot more sense now. Throughout the game, there was always pointed and repeated emphasis on keeping your friends with you in your heart. This isn't new to the series, of course, but every world where separation was evident was stressed over again and again, even throughout the final battle. Sora and other characters would touch their chest and proclaim their connection to their friends. So it shows... Um, Sora and Toybox saying, distance doesn't matter. Andy's part of their hearts, just like my friends are part of mine. Pirates of the Caribbean, he holds his heart and says, but I know what it means to share my heart with others. Uh, what's Baymax boy's name? Hero. Hero, thank you. It's okay, Baymax is here. Sora poking Winnie the Pooh in the heart and saying what matters. I'll be here from now on. Kyrie will be all right. I can feel it. Shion holding her chest. So there's lots of different examples of that happening. Mm. Right. This last scene especially stood out as strange. Shion, for all her connection to Kyrie through Sora's memories, isn't actually connected to Kyrie's heart. She shouldn't, so far as we understand, be able to feel what happened to it. She's a collection of Sora's memories of other people and predominantly Kyrie. But in the end, the only heart Shion has derived is from Sora's. The only heart she should be able to feel is Sora's. Illustrate clearly how when she died, her heart went back to Sora. If anything, this may give even more parallels to Shion, informing us more on Kyrie's strange death. Also consider young Master Xehanort's cryptic warnings from Toybox. He says, The way hearts connect in this world can provide us with a clue. So we made a copy of the world and pulled those hearts apart. I wonder how you'll handle the strain. The strain of what? So early in the game, while still trying to regain the power waking he has yet to abuse, this line stands out as a little strange. But under the context that Sora is currently held together by spit and string, the strain, of, the strain of separating hearts could do for a lot. Especially when there's one heart, the focal point, Kairi, channeling the power of the seven princes of heart to do it. Like the journal says, they kept Sora's heart from fading. They've just been doing it the entire time is all. No big deal. Speaking of, what would happen if one of these princesses, the ones you're holding the entire existence together, gets hurt in a potentially fatal way? So then it shows the scene where... Um, what's her face from Frozen? Oh, this makes so much more sense. Yeah. Elsa's sister. Elsa's sister. <laughs> I don't remember her name. I need to see Frozen too. I heard it's really good. Anyway, I don't remember her name. Susie or something. Hmm. She she clutches her chest when, when Elsa hurts her with the ice yeah. on accident, kind of. 
Yeah. And then Sora, Sora can like feel it. He goes, oh, I can feel it. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> this scene suddenly makes a whole lot more sense. So following this logic, when you remove the linchpin that's been holding you together this whole time, what happens? <gasps> Sora fades away. Oh my they show God, the end scene. No. Remember the literal star-crossed imagery repeated between Sora and Kairi? By the end of KH3, they've reached a situational impasse. Kairi cannot exist and live her normal life as long as she's within Sora's heart, keeping him from fading. Sora can't keep fading, can't keep from fading without Kairi desperately holding them together. As is, they unfortunately can't exist at the same time. So Sora, accepting his fate, not wanting Kairi to be alone, he comforts her before pulling her out and back to the real world, essentially pulling the plug early on himself in the process and ending up in Shibuya. And thus, just like the end... Just like the end of this big KH1 parallel seems to be, they part. And that is the addendum for the Sleeping Realm Theory. And it goes on to continue with the secret ending, which we've already talked about. So what do you think, dude? What do you think of this? So, like, there's one thing that I don't really understand. Because the idea is that, like, he's be- they all died at the beginning right. Of the game. And so the entire time that you play the game is a dream. It's the second go, go right. through. Right. That's what they're saying. Yep. And that's why when he, there's all the deja vu type shit and he clutches his heart because she's holding him together with the princesses of light or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that once it gets to the, the fateful moment, that it's reality again. Right. So why would he need to be held together? That's my question. Why would he need to be held together? I mean, like... Because he used the power waking too much. It could be that, or the other thing is, like, the last time he got her out, he had to... (laughs) Stab himself. Yeah, he committed Sudoku. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But not when he gets Shion out and shit. There's still questions here, right? But yeah. I think this is interesting. It is. And it I makes think it a was, lot more sense. I think it was worth us revisiting because it does. Because yeah. when we I originally saw that Frozen scene, I went, well, it's because, you know, they had a nice chat about how Elsa's like Riku. And so he feels for her. Like, that was yeah. my explanation. You know what I mean? Because that. I just thought it was like cliche. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, Mira's but it makes a lot more sense. Cliche. Yeah, a lot of this clicks, and you go, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But I think part of it, too, is they are very good at setting you up to knock you down with this. Like, the writers of the Sleeping Realm Theory. Oh, yeah, They're yeah. very good at going, this, this, and this. Boom, this. And you go, <gasps> but then you go, wait a minute. Then there's other questions that they yeah. don't answer, right? And right. so I think it's very plausible. I think it's an awesome theory. I think if you haven't read it, Go back and read it. Maybe listen to our podcast on it where I kind of, I just kind of narrate it for you guys because I know a lot of people don't like reading, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are literate. They literally can't read. And so um, that's kind of what, when we originally did the Sleeping Realm episode, it wasn't to be like, oh, this is our theory because that, that's no. never, I would never claim that. But it was to like provide like an, an audible way to listen to yeah. The sleeping realm theory, you know, and so that that was why it was important to a me to kind of read through while it. they're already doing stuff. Right, no one, I don't, I don't really think anyone really just sits in like in their chair, puts their headphones on, and then just like, I don't know, I do that sometimes. They just stare at the wall. I stare at all kinds of walls. 
Like right now, I just noticed my calendar is on November. on November and it's December, and I don't have a calendar for next year. I gotta order a it's calendar. It's December third. Halo Reach is out on PC. Oh my god! And in the Master Chief Collection. Who cares? That's what I'm gonna go do <laughs> after this, and I'm not gonna sleep for like three days. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Um. Anyway, Sleeping Realm. They do a great job. You guys should check it out. Check out our other episodes on it. If this piqued your interest, if maybe you didn't listen before and you're like, oh. If you're like a little confused, the the conceit of it is that the game that we play is them in the dream world up until Lingering Will shows up. Yeah. And changes that. You know, and that kind of explains that whole that whole situation hasn't really been explained to us. We'll see with Remind. I think Remind's yeah. going to That's re- what I was going to say. That's what I was going to bring up. Like, what do you think like if this is all correct or or some of it is correct? Where do you think that could tie in? I don't know. I don't know. Remind. I know Remind has a lot to do with Shion. I know Remind has a lot to do with Young Master Xehanort and the Master of Masters, because that's what the trailer's all been about. Yeah. And I know that Remind has something to do with who exactly is Luke Sword. Yeah. Right? True. Because these are things that... Or at least it's teased. It's teased. I think we're going to find some more info about Demix, too. It's a little weird that it's like, oh, it's the end of the Xehanort saga. And then they're like, but here's some more young Xehanort. Like, right. That's a little weird. Yeah, young Xehanort's interesting because he knows a lot. He seems to know more than Master Xehanort. The only thing that I can think which of... Which makes zero sense. Yeah. The only thing that I can think of is, like, they're doing it so that people are less mad about Xehanort's death. How would that make people less mad? Like, if they do something to where it's, like, something happens where, you know, he's he's either... Like They're like over, showing Master Xehanort burning in hell. Yeah, yeah, something. chained. <laughs> yeah, getting whipped. I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for Remind. I know you're excited. Yeah. We uh, as soon as we know when it is, we're gonna plan some like content for it, and um, we'll definitely talk about it on the podcast. But we'll definitely like play through it on either our channel or stream it. We haven't decided yet, but it really depends when it comes out. Um, but yeah, we'll be all over that shit. Yeah. Like flies on stink. Oh, oh yeah. Like Lux on a Keyblade wielder. Like Lux in Heartless. Weird. Hmm. Hold up. Wait. Why do Heartless the bad guys have, have light lights? inside them? Anyway, this is a key point that no one's talking about. A Keyblade, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one last thing we have to do today, Jason, and that is the Ansem secret Ansem report report. The Secret Answer Report 4 is obtained by defeating Zaldin. So uh, gear up, noobs. That's a hard, that's a tough yeah. fight. Better pray for Mickey, like, back-to-back. Back. Yeah, you better pray for some Mickey or some duck flare action real bad. Yeah. This uh, Secret Answer Report is Ansem the Wise. Yeah. Diz himself in the Dark Realm, in the Dark World, in the Dark... It, it does make some sense because it's like he's in there for God knows how long. And, like, Aqua felt a darkness. Like, how is he just chilling? But then, it, like, it talks he about... He talks about his heart being eaten away by yeah. darkness and right. how he's just full of anger and spite for his apprentices, his foolish apprentices. Right. Apprentici? No, it's apprentices. Apprentices? Yeah. But, yeah, so he it's kind of just like a painting a picture for you of uh, Ansem and what he's dealing with and how his plan is to seek revenge upon his apprentices 
But, you know, spoiler alert, that doesn't really happen for him. No. Kind of. Like, he, he helps in KH3, but he's not, like... He should have he should have dropped down from the sky with the Sid and Merlin, dude, and killed them with data. Yeah, data killed them. <laughs> Blew up a fucking machine and killed everybody because he's a fucking useless piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck Ansem the Wise, dude. He's the worst. <laughs> I'm I'm much more Ansem SOD. You know, <laughs> Ansem SOD is where I'm at. Right. But yeah, so he just talks about you know um, his betrayal and being in the dark realm and hanging out on the beach. The the dark margin, as it's called, yeah. And I think he just sits there for fucking ever because he's still there in Cage Three when Aqua shows up. Well, and then that's like, yeah. Who knows though? Like, cause that's like, cause that's like after Cage One. Well, right. But I'm just saying he's sat there for a long ass time, dude. Yeah, from BBS to Cage One at least. Well, and then. No, because they have that iconic scene from Cage 2 where Xemnas is sitting there uh, and Roxas comes through the portal and he goes, I've been to see him. He looks a lot like you. So where the fuck was Diz then? I don't know. Was he hiding behind a rock? I guess. Was he camping? Was he, he found a way out. He's trying like to drown up. himself in the ocean? Yeah, and he may- couldn't do it. <laughs> he maybe businessman that bitch. Yeah, he tried to he tried to wave a mutilation himself. Yeah, just walk out into the ocean. It didn't work. He can't die. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, that'd be funny if Nomira like uses that scene again of Zemnis and Roxas, mm. and then like he like like George Lucas's <laughs> Diz back there. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like yeah. Oh, he was there the whole time. It's fine. Just puts Hayden Christensen in. Yeah, and there's like a giant like elephant monster walking by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George Lucas. Anyway, so that was the Secret Ansem Report Report this week. Thank you to Blue Kingdom again for reading. Uh, we'll be back next week at the Ansem Secret Ansem Report number five, which you get by beating Demix. Ooh. A little preview for you there. Dude, Zaldan and Demix, bastards. Yeah, dude, probably the two... Zaldan's definitely the most difficult fight. If we're not talking like the final Boss fight. Boss Rush, yeah. yeah. We're not talking that. Zaldan's probably the most difficult, and Demix is probably the most annoying. Yeah. Zigbar's up there. See, I never had a problem with... Like, his See, fu- every time what would happen is I would get low, and I'd be like, oh, let me dry form. Any form. Fuck. Yeah. Zigbar, I didn't remember nearly having as much trouble with it as I do Well, once I learned Zaldan that I could and block Demix. the things back, it was a lot easier, too. Right. Yeah, that's true. I thought he just had to run around. Actually, Luxord sucks, too. But he sucks. No, he's way easier to He me. sucks because it's a gimmick. Yeah. The hardest Heartless fight, though, is the one that Luxord spawns. The one with the medallions. You can only damage oh, it. Oh, yeah. The, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. That guy sucks, too. Kingdom Hearts 2 sucks. <laughs> I like Kingdom Hearts 2. Anyway. Trash game. That's going to do it for this week, Jason. Thank you for joining me. I have no idea how long we've been recording for, but it's a long time. But, it's uh, been a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed the Sleeping Realm Theory. I hope you enjoyed everything this week. And we're excited for our Remind news. Yeah. If you have anything We are going that to you milk think- Remind like the diseased <laughs> cow it is. Just get all the milk from it. Yeah, hopefully we have some news on that next week. Hopefully, yeah. It's not really up to us. Hopefully. But hopefully we do. Anyway. Thank you guys for watching. Jason, hit him with it. May your heart be a guiding key. Thank you.
Are you ready? Dude, that's the intro. That's the intro. Break it down. Boom, <laughs> 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 